Welcome to this podcast brought to you by Mallee Sustainable Farming and Agriculture Victoria from the MSF Research Update at Lake Cullalarain in February 2020. Soil and plant testing for profitable fertiliser use. It's a mouthful and it's the title of a huge research project covering the southern region. To date, there are over 100 growers involved with soil samples taken from 342 paddocks as well as 300 fertiliser strip trials. Dr Sean Mason from Agronomy Solutions is leading the project and he joined me in the MSF podcast studio to discuss the results so far. I started by asking him if he was surprised with the number of producers that aren't soil testing at all. Yes, uh, I'm probably very biased uh, given my work's been in soil nutrition and doing recommendations. I just can see the value and I I understand growers are under immense pressures and soil testing and plant testing are a small part of their management strategies going forward but I can see value and especially with the varying soil types on a paddock level that yeah we can easily get some easy wins in terms of fertiliser input and overall gross margins with the data that's coming out of this project. We've done some pretty extensive testing in, in 2019 to validate that so far haven't you? We have. So GRDC was worried about soil testing numbers, so we engaged approximately 100 growers, and we've got a few more this year, in probably evenly spread across South Australia and Victoria and all across the agroecological zones, as we call them. But with that, we zoned, uh, tested over 300 paddocks, uh, over 350 actually, and yeah, with the zonal within paddock sampling, we're over 700 zones profile analysed with soil tests, nutrition and constraints. So yeah, a big, big data set. That's a huge data set. Look, we're in the Victorian Mallee. What have you been finding there in terms about nutrient status in some of the eroded paddocks in this region? Yeah, great question. One very topical at the moment. So obviously, uh, yeah, nutrient stratification has, has been an issue identified. And with the moving paddocks, I guess there is areas of concern where those nutrients have ended up if we've got surface soil moving about the place. So yeah, just recently we, uh, with Frontier Farming, we've done some extensive sampling in some eroded paddocks in the South Australian Victoria. Mallee and we're split it into June swell system so June sort of mid slope of that June swell system and, and what we call the flat so nitrogen no real surprises that we've got low organic carbon levels on our sands um, so uh, I suppose that indicates sort of reduced mineralisation potential so it's going to be heavily reliant on inputs there are some levels of nitrogen and they aren't too bad so sort of towards the 60 to 80 kilograms of nitrogen per hectare we just did had a comment in the workshop saying that yes some levels are sort of 20 to 30 so that's a bit of a worry and probably needing some nitrogen inputs hopefully with a good year this year but on the flats are definitely some opportunities with nitrogen with some build-up I mean obviously you'll get a bit high organic matter sort of 0.6 percent a little bit more mineralization but we did identify constraints so effectively that meant there was a big nitrogen bank because the crops weren't using it because a lot of that nitrogen was in where the plant roots weren't due to the constraints. Phosphorus was interesting, it's not a bad story with pea, uh, a lot of pea is obviously concentrated in the topsoil but um, yeah the June mid-slopes uh, replacement pea strategies I think are, are quite adequate and there's a bit of a pea bank there to get the crops out of the way so I suppose inputs up front are going to be key this year to get the crop out but we should be right and nothing silly. The flats, we sort of identified some flats that are having sort of uh, high fixation potential so some calcium carbonate kicking around which indicates there's an opportunity we've run down a pee on some of these paddocks and definitely not all paddocks but sort of responses last year showed that we are getting 
a bit of an increase in yield, which is winning in terms of gross margins on some of these flat soils. So overall, not a bad story, but hopefully the guys can implement those results into fertiliser management decisions this year. You talk about PBI, phosphorus buffering fixation. What is it and how's it going to help producers? Yeah, it's an easy test and something that does get misinterpreted, I guess, or just not interpreted in general. So phosphorus buffering index, very cheap at the lab, but essentially it just indicates the potential fixation of your soil. So when we talk about fixation, when the fertiliser is implemented uh, in the soil, what the chemical reactions happening to it. So calcium carbonate is an obvious one where we've got calcium carbonate present. It likes to fix the pea source coming in and we can gauge where these parts of the paddock are with PBI so we're talking anywhere from above 80 uh, in low hundreds this uh, in this region we that's where we're sort of indicating that we can get P responses and we've identified that with replicated trials and strip trials so that's the small window of opportunity in the small parts of the paddock but this is where variable rate and precision ag can come in and PBI is one of one of the easy ones to sort of interpret soil test variation in your paddock in terms of P yeah. A lot of this is about obviously saving money and getting an effective response. And you had a graph that spelt out soil testing costs and outcomes in terms of yield and fertiliser savings. Can you just paint a bit of a picture of that? You know, when, when you see that graph, you go, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> I'm glad I put it in. So, yeah, it's, was, this project's effectively putting an economic place on soil testing and the whole process of, of getting a soil sample. So in terms of cost, there's obviously some variations in soil sampling. So I did some cost analysis based on five zones on a 100 hectare paddock. The costs were, by memory, it was around the 10 to $15 per hectare. So that includes the whole labour, soil analysis at the lab and profile samples. So doing simple nutrient plus constraint analysis. So that equated to probably only about 15 kilograms per hectare of grain increase in yield and or a fertiliser saving of about... 20 kilograms per hectare of either MAP, DAP or, or urea combined. So it does sort of put it into perspective and, and we can definitely get some wins there and in, in, I suppose, generate, putting a place of, of soil testing pricing. It seems like a good and logical message to get out there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said before, I suppose growers are got a lot of other things, so they are probably relying on a soil testing service and I suppose accessibility to soil testing service has been one of the barrier and the, the whole price of engaging someone. So it'd be good to put that in a place of economics. But yeah, we could probably benefit from more soil testing services and, and that service actually knowing what they're doing and ground truthing these paddocks and knowing the soil types that the growers are dealing with is key, I think. This must build into the longer term strategy though, in terms of we're seeing a lot of topsoil movement as well. You know, this must be about building a bigger picture and putting paddocks in a better place to deal with drier times. Absolutely, yeah. I suppose ground cover is key at the moment and I suppose the message coming out of the dry forums is that the growers have been implementing good practice and it's just happened. So I think on the, on the growers' behalf that they've done incorrectly, it's just happened. We have to deal with it now, I guess, and learning into the future. And I suppose pulses have come onto the market, so... Yeah, limited stubble sort of recovery from or standing stubble in the next year, so potential soil movement. So, I mean, we've, we're starting to generate new zones with soil movement and analysing paddocks on soil zones is, is key and we might have shifted them, so I suppose monitoring of them is interesting. So, yeah, there's, there's some learnings we don't have. Unfortunately, we have very few, because we don't expect our paddocks to erode or don't want it to happen, we don't have a lot of control soil testing 
controls before the movement and after, but we're hopefully tapping into some sort of GPS-located points from last year that we can tap into again this year and see what's actually happened with the nutrient profile. You're working on a massive project. You're trying to get across a lot of information. What would be the key takeaway point that you'd really like producers to, to go away from all of this with? A very good question. The message is salt testing is part of the whole package. Uh, If you're ignoring it, you're possibly ignoring an important part of a a fertiliser input decision and potentially missing out on yield. So, yeah, putting that place, and obviously it's got a a place with the whole system, but, yeah, sampling strategies and looking at zonal and and the best way to get the maximised or maximising information from your sampling within a paddock and building that into a fertiliser decision would be a key message and... Yeah, it's, it's, it's sampling and, and even looking at trends past from past years and is huge, especially when, well, at the moment we've got eroding paddocks and things of the like. So uh, big advocate, obviously, for soil testing. But, yeah, getting that message across and, and obviously getting some evidence around the benefits of it is probably the key message for girls. Dr Sean Mason, thank you for joining me in the Mallee Sustainable Farming Studio today. No problem at all. It's been good to be here.